Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We are very pleased to have joining us on the program today, Ryan Ellis. He's the president of the Center for a Free Economy and uh, has some important things for all of us to be thinking about that we haven't been thinking about when it comes to our taxes. Uh, wrote a great piece. Uh, if you dread the IRS now, wait until you get a 1099K. And uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us. I know this is an extremely busy down the home stretch season for you. Tis the season. It's about extension tax returns and talk radio interviews about tax returns. So let's let's go. Let's get at it. All right. Let's let's get into this whole element of the 1099K. Most Americans have not had to deal with that. Uh, but first, tell us what it is, and then why more and more people are, are going to have to deal with those. Well, the 1099K is if there weren't enough tax forms out there, right? But the 1099K is a tax form that the IRS dreamed up about 10 or 12 years ago that said if you are a business and you are doing 200 transactions a year and $20,000 of business income through a credit card, a debit card, or lately um, something like a Venmo or a PayPal, any of those type of platforms, if you're getting business income, the MasterCard, the Visa, the Venmo, the PayPal, whoever you're using, is going to send you a 1099K. But again, it was only if you did 200 transactions and only if you hit $20,000. Well, Congress in its infinite wisdom said starting in 2022, instead of 200 transactions, you only have to have one transaction. Mm. And instead of $20,000 through that processor, you only have to have $600 through that processor through the whole year, right? Wow. So what that's done is it's bringing a whole lot of extra people into this, people that are not business owners, people who might accidentally get what looks like business income when their friend is PayPaling them their half of the rent or is giving them a Venmo to split a bar tab, they may accidentally be receiving business income that way. Uh, this is going to loop in people who are, are you know, selling an old snowmobile out of their garage at, at a loss, so they actually don't have any taxable income. But if they sell it on a platform like eBay or Facebook Marketplace, they're going to get a 1099K, even though they have absolutely no taxable income from that transaction. They're just selling a, an, an old snowmobile, you know, an old car, an old snowmobile, whatever they got. Um, so th- this is an incredibly invasive tax form that's going to hit, we think, between 10 and 20 million Americans next year are going to accidentally trigger this. Most of them will have absolutely no idea how to handle it. And then good luck calling the IRS when you have a question about it. It's going to trigger all sorts of audits. People are going to be scared. And, you know, you're going to get letters from the IRS and all sorts of scary correspondence. We all know what that font looks like when you get that IRS letter and how you just tighten up when you see it in your mailbox. That experience is going to hit a lot more people next tax season. 
Yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, you said, as you mentioned, Congress and their in- infinite wisdom uh, uh, is the phrase of the day for sure. Uh, and so they, they kind of rushed this provision into law as part of the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Uh, obviously, it never went through a, a real vetting and, and uh, open debate process in front of the American people, which uh, we, we tend to call for on this program. Uh, so as Congress goes through that, obviously, when it relates to anything tax related, we already know the, the code is so complicated. Uh, and so as people start to, to see that they're not going to see this coming, uh, most most of them will never have seen a 1099K before, uh, you know, having you know worked for a company or something like that. Uh, and so what what should people be thinking about uh, as they're kind of going through the year and those those Venmo payments or selling that snowmobile or car or whatever it is on on uh, one of those uh, uh, platforms? Uh, what is it that we got to start thinking differently about? If you're thinking to yourself, look, I use eBay, I use Facebook Marketplace, those are, I think, the two biggest ones uh, that people would sell these sort of things on. Start documenting what you're selling uh, to the extent you possibly can. Um, try to get original receipts, what you paid for it originally, uh, any way you can document it. Obviously, you may not have the original receipt for some you know, used snowblower that you, <laughs> that you bought five years ago, but see if you can maybe do some research on what that, that unit would have cost five years ago. That's a reasonable approximation. You can assert basis that way. Um, know this is coming. Uh, maybe ask the eBay and, and, and Facebook Marketplace people that you deal with, should I be expecting a 1099K? How much should that level be? Can I take a look at what the items are here that I've sold? But again, as I talk through this, this is a terrible burden mm. that we're putting on people yeah. in, order to, in order to comply with this. And by the way, this isn't even taxable income. If you've sold at a loss, it's been ignored right. up until this point by the right. IRS. And now we're asking people to document personal sales of items that they're not making any profit on. Wow. Wow. And, and let's talk about the kind of the other side of that. Uh, we, we know that the IRS is uh, deep, deep, deep behind on all kinds of things uh, because of lack of staff and the fact that they're doing so many other things, uh, a lot of them, you know, around social programs and, and uh, qualifications and things like that. Uh, is the IRS really set up? Uh, to handle this kind of stuff as well, or is this just going to create more confusion uh, as people are trying to work through this process? Well, the IRS can't handle what it has. The IRS can't pick up the phone. You try calling the IRS, certainly now late in tax season, it'll be impossible. But even, you know, you want to call them on a Friday morning in July, you're not going to get through to the IRS. They simply don't pick up the phone. They had nobody because of, of COVID furloughs, basically, to answer correspondence. They had computers sending out ever-escalating, ever-threatening letters to taxpayers. It's taken, you know, they went into this filing season, uh, you know, the numbers bounce around somewhere between 8 and 12 million tax returns from last year still hadn't been completed yet by the time we started this tax season. They're bringing in all these temporary people uh, to, to do their basic processing. They are in no position. They are years away from anything like normal even the IRS definition of normal. And they are in no position to absorb this, not only the extra form processing, but all the questions and the correspondence that would result from this extra wars. Yeah, and then final question for you, uh, because this to me seems to be the how, how this always ends up playing out uh, and that this is actually going to hurt the, the poor or the, the middle far more than it's going to hurt the wealthy. Yeah, that's absolutely true because who's in a position to have a tax you know, somebody like me goes through and manages your taxes with you. It would be, I, I, my, most of my clients are, are much higher income than the average American. The average American uses TurboTax or goes to a storefront like H&R Block 
they're not going to be particularly well, you know, well versed in how this works. I can tell you that. Uh, I don't know if I was designing the software next year for a TurboTax type product. I don't know how I would design it um, because this is such a complicated issue that could hit people very differently in all sorts of different ways. It, you know what's going to happen is someone's going to get one of these. It'll say whatever, $700. They'll ignore it. They won't put it on their tax return because they don't know what to do with it. The IRS is going to send them a letter saying, hey, you didn't report that $700. We think you owe $250 in taxes. You know what that person's going to do? They're going to pay it to make the IRS go away. Even though they don't know a penny in taxes, they're going to pay it. That's how it's going to hurt the little guy. Yeah. This is going to be shaking down people a couple hundred bucks at a time for taxes they don't even know. Wow. Great insight. Uh, Ryan Ellis uh, joining us today. He's president of the Center for a Free Economy. Uh, he gets this uh, <laughs> because this is what he does every day. Uh, Ryan, we appreciate the perspective on this. This is when we're going to continue to watch, especially as we move through this year uh, and see how this uh, new 1099K thing is going to work for a lot of people just selling stuff, usually at a loss, uh, but end up uh, will be end up looking like they need to pay taxes on that. Uh, Ryan, thanks for your insight today. Really appreciate it. Anytime. It's such a, an important thing to look at. Remember, this was something that was done uh, as part of a, a broader package of things. was not debated. It was baked in. It was on, you know, page 489 of 2,750 uh, that took this idea that uh, if you if you have over $600 in those kind of transactions, uh, that that's taxable income. Uh, and again, you may sell something that no longer has value or, you know, you purchased it 10 years ago. Uh, and so you're really not getting any value out of it, but it's going to show up as if you need to pay taxes on what came in through that Venmo account, through that PayPal account. Uh, and these are, this is what happens when we don't go through the process the right way. When we have these massive bills that have wonderful sounding names and tucked in there is something that's going to impact you. It's going to impact me and it impacts the poor and the most vulnerable the most. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.